Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and along with my colleague Sue Tab, we're thrilled to talk with Ashley Healy. She's a legislative aide and the coordinator of the Ellen Story Commission on Postpartum Depression. Ashley is also a mother to three young children and a two-time survivor of a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. Trained as a trial lawyer, Ashley believes strongly in the power of advocacy and collaboration to achieve positive outcomes. Ashley will be the keynote speaker for the Mass PPD Fund's flourishing event taking place May 13th this year. The fund supports parents facing postpartum depression and other perinatal mood and anxiety disorders through awareness, training, and advocacy. Good morning, Ashley, and welcome. Good morning, Sue and Kendra. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, we're excited to talk to you. We really, this is going to be some good information to share with our listeners. But let's start with a little backstory. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and how your personal experience sort of led you to be involved with the commission. Sure, yeah. So I, um, I, my husband and I got married in 2011, and we were really excited to become parents. Um, And when I was pregnant with my first um, well, our first, uh, we were super excited and we did all the preparation and everything. Um, and after he was born, I suffered from postpartum depression, which was very unexpected. Um, and it sort of set a tone, I guess, for our family as we kind of learned more and grew together through this experience. Um, and by the time I was pregnant with my third child and I was working um, in a firm as a, as a trial lawyer, and it just wasn't working anymore. Um, and so after he was born, I took some time off. And then this job came up with the Ellen Story Commission. Um, and then by that point, I had become very interested in speaking out about my experiences, um, interested in helping others. And I, it, I was very excited to get involved um, sort of from a policy perspective. And it's a really wonderful um, legislative commission that allows me to do a lot of the work and, and hopefully help a lot of people. So your title is the legislative aide and coordinator for the Ellen Story Commission. So who is Ellen Story? Talk a little bit more about how this organization got started, the staff you work with, and what your overall mission is. Sure. So legislative commissions exist in lots of different ways um, throughout state legislatures and probably, I assume, the federal legislature as well. Here in Massachusetts, um, we often have commissions that um, investigate and study particular issues on behalf of the legislators because they want to learn more about an issue before they pass policy related to it. Um, Ellen Story was a state rep um, here in Massachusetts, and she was a an amazing champion um, for for maternal health and um, postpartum depression education and resources, and. She she established this commission, and this is a standing commission, which is very special. It means it's, it's permanent <laughs> because this issue isn't going to go away. Um, so our job is to really investigate and study um, everything going on with perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, with the research. Um, we raise awareness. We recommend policy. Um, we can conduct studies on, on certain issues, um, and it's a really incredible way to, to increase the resources available to the families um, in the Commonwealth. Ashley, I read a pretty staggering statistic. Um, it says that one in seven pregnant and new mothers may experience depression or anxiety, and one in ten new fathers may experience depression or anxiety. 
Was it always, was this a statistic that's always been this high or are we just like better at noticing it and addressing it these days? And my personal um, experience has been that I think, I think there's been a shift in general um, towards mental health in the United States um, and in the culture. And I think particularly even throughout the pandemic, people started talking about it more. Um, and it's more acceptable now to, when I say acceptable, I mean, less, there's somewhat less stigma, right, about talking about mental health struggles. And it's when you know you're not alone and you feel comfortable and safe in telling someone I'm struggling and I need some help and you are able to get help, that's very empowering. I think people um, like myself and my husband, Dan, who have gone through this experience and have come out okay and we're, we're happy and <laughs> we're, we're very fortunate um, in that. And for us, it's, it's important to spread that message. So like, I, think, I think the statistics are kind of showing that people are, are more um, picking up on, on these things and, and more willing to, to tell someone when they're having a hard time. I want to ask you more about your experience. As I was reading about your journey, you mentioned that doctors wrote PPD on your discharge papers, but no one really followed up with you. And it's really always baffled me that, you know, when you're pregnant, you're in the doctor's office every month. They check you from head to toe, in and out. But the minute you have that baby, you're you're really off on your own. And the follow-up care is is totally on you. Why is there such a lack of follow-up health care? That is a great question. Um, that's something that the... I can say the Ellen Story Commission is always kind of trying to grapple with. I think there's a it's complicated. Um, I think part of it is that you know mental health and particularly perinatal mental health is, is a specialty. Um, there's there's some kind of special circumstances around it. There's some things that um, increase risk factors that might not exist just in general, right? But when you're in the postpartum period, some of those things can exacerbate. Um, you know, your risk for, for developing um, a, a mental health disorder. And so I would say, you know, part of it is that some of the people that pregnant and, and postpartum um, people are seeing are not mental health specialists, right? So you have an obstetrician who is, you know, their their concern is sort of your physical health and, and your pregnancy and helping you give birth. Right. And when you're out of their care, they're like, well, I'm not a, I'm not a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. Um, the pediatrician, when you bring your new baby to see them for well visits, they're supposed to screen you, but they're also not a mental health professional. They're not even an adult health professional, and and they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking for. So I think there, that's sort of part of it. If people are a little bit um, out of their depth, or they feel that way, mm-hmm. um, and then also there's a real issue with with a provider shortage. You don't have enough people who who are doing mental health or behavioral health work, but particularly perinatal mm-hmm. um, mental health work, and they they don't know who to refer someone to. So it's like if wow. I scream you positive, who do I send you to? Um, and so that's something that the you know we're really working on is trying to build more of a comprehensive and um, I'm trying to think of the word efficient, I guess system, yeah. right? Where, where it's more connected and it's there's an easier pathway um, for for everyone to find help when they need it, as opposed to even the doctors are feeling like, uh-oh, what do I do now? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. We don't want that to happen. Ashley, you shared that your husband, Dan, also experienced uh, postpartum depression, and, and he stated that he felt he didn't know the warning signs, but like most men, he was raised that you sort of, quote, don't talk about it. 
you just power through it. What can you tell us about what his experience was like? Yeah, Dan, he was very blindsided, I can tell you. So he he experienced postpartum depression after the birth of our third child. And, you know, we know that um, perinatal mood and anxiety disorders have a wide range of of symptoms um, and manifestations. It's not just due to hormones, um, which I think a lot of people you know, have, have kind of assumed, and that's why they're like, how can a man get that? He didn't, you know, go through pregnancy and birth, and his yeah. hormones are fine, but it's, there are a lot of social um, and emotional and environmental factors that go into it as well, and he had no idea that it was even a possibility for him, um, and yet he found himself, um, I was also struggling, I should say, after a third, I, I had um, postpartum depression and anxiety again. Once he went back to work, he, he was just under an enormous amount of pressure. Um, at that point, I was a stay-at-home mom, which I'd never <laughs> been before. He felt this enormous pressure to provide, to perform. Um, he wasn't sleeping enough. Mm. I was depressed, and probably that affected him. And he found it hard to get out of bed. He found it hard to function. And, you know, he did think that, that you know, power through, man up, you know, the, mm-hmm. the kind of these messages that he grew up um, with and a lot of a lot of. Um, men grew up with and until one day he like literally like, just had to lay down on the floor like, he just couldn't function and that was when he said I think something's wrong mm-hmm. you know yeah um, and he called his doctor and told him what was happening and, and the doctor said oh I think I know what's going on with you and that was the first time that he ever that Dan ever heard that this was a possibility um, yeah. and I certainly had no idea because I was so you know, mired in my own um, my own emotional problems and like dealing with the kids, and I didn't notice that he was struggling. So, yeah, it was it was a very difficult experience for him, but I was really proud of him for seeking help when he did. Well, it's it's such a life change. I mean, you, just think about what life is like before you have children, and it's just mm-hmm. aside from just what it does to your body mm-hmm. as a, as a woman, as a mother. I mean, it's it's everything like you mentioned the lack of sleep just you're you're on demand all the time they you know these are people that need you they need you to feed them and wash them and it's your body your mental health kind of takes a step back and it and it shouldn't it's it's just this massive life change i mean as you're talking i'm kind of thinking about what it was like for for me and sue has children as well and it's like we both and we both work you know we both work out of the house so it was it was a hard adjustment it's it's definitely you know, we need to be talking about it and making sure that both parents are getting help and care that they need because it is such a major life change. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I would go a step further and say, even for for families who aren't necessarily experiencing a, a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder, like an actual diagnosable condition, you don't need a diagnosis to deserve support and help. And I think there's a lot more we can be doing for parents in general, and some of the things that um, the Allen's Direct Commission is working on, including you know peer support, more community resources, those things can can actually help prevent these disorders from developing. Because that support you know helps parents kind of get through those really hard times and and not feel so alone, and that takes away that isolation. As part of the Ellen Story Commission, you meet quarterly, and these meetings I know are open to the public. Can anyone show up? How does that work if somebody wants to come to the meetings? Yes, anyone can show up. Um, as a public body, um, we follow open meeting law in Massachusetts, which means everything is completely open to the public. As Since I've been with the commission, uh, a little over a year and a half now, we've done all of our meetings virtually. Um, part of that 
was obviously the COVID restrictions. Um, part sure. of it is that our commissioners are located all over the state, and a lot of us have young kids. It's hard to get into Boston at 30 on a Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> so we are still meeting virtually, um, but I, I think that makes it very accessible. Um, so what we do is we will post our meetings on our website, which is just ppdcommission.com. Um, there's a meetings tab, and it always has the information about upcoming meeting, and there's a link um, for a live stream. People can view live stream, or if people want to attend the meeting and, and um, speak or bring something before the commission, they contact me ahead of time, and I put them on the agenda. Um, so, yeah, it's, very, it's supposed to be very word, participatory with the public. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, thanks for being here. You're listening to our Exceptional Women podcast here on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tabb, and along with my colleague, Kendra Petroni, we are talking with Ashley Healy. She is the coordinator of the Ellen Story Commission on Postpartum Depression, and we're talking about her experience with perinatal mood and anxiety disorder and how her journey is helping other new parents get the support they need. Ashley will also be the keynote speaker for the Mass PPD Fund's flourishing event that takes place May 13th this year. Let's get back to our conversation. So let's talk about the Mass PPD Fund. Just an FYI for our listeners, the Mass PPD Fund supports parents facing postpartum depression and other perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, but they also provide scholarships and offer training. So first, Ashley, I want I want you to tell us a little more about the scholarships offered. Who can apply and, and what do the scholarships entail? Just so the Mass PPD Fund, um, their executive director, Jesse Colbert, is actually a commissioner on the Ellensbury Commission. And that's how I kind of got to know her and got to know the organization. Um, and they're really, they're really incredible. They, they offer a number of different kinds of scholarships. And just a couple examples, uh, last summer they had an early relational health scholarship. And it was a training program on early relational health, which basically refers to, you know, kind of the parent-child um, bond, and we know that, you know, that that can be affected when there's um, mental health issues present, and so it's sort of strength, working on strengthening that. It's for, um, you know, it's for providers, mental health providers, um, and, and there's other scholarships that are for people who are currently mental health practitioners, but they want to learn more about you know, issues specific to the perinatal period. So it's really very comprehensive, you know, for, for people who want to kind of do this work and work with families who need help. Talk a little bit more about the training. So they, the Mass PPD also provides training for mental health providers. You mentioned that. What's that process like? And if there's, you know, a company or a provider listening to this right now, how can they get in touch or be involved? Sure. So I would say that the easiest way to get involved would be to visit the website. It's Mass, M-A-S-S, PPD Fund. Org, and they have all their information there, and a lot of the trainings are, are free, um, you know, and really I, anyone can apply, I think, not apply, register, I should say. <laughs> anyone can register, you know, but I think for people like, for example, social workers who have continuing education credits, you know, they can they can register for these too, and that, that counts towards their um, training, so that's really awesome also. Um, yeah, everything's on their website if people are interested in the contact and all the ways to apply for these um, trainings and scholarships on there. Ashley, let's talk about the big fundraiser that's coming up next weekend, Saturday, May 13th at the Parkway Community YMCA in West Roxbury. Tell us about the event and what people can expect. Sure. The event is flourishing. It is it is their annual fundraising event for Mass PPD Fund. It is a really 
upbeat and uplifting event. Um, and sort of the focus is, you know, amplifying people's experiences, giving people a place to relax, unwind, um, celebrate themselves and, and their journey. Um, there's going to be, uh, oh my gosh, I'm just thinking about, <laughs> I'm actually really excited for it. There's This year there's going to be um, food from the Bonny food truck that's from our Point 32 sponsor, which is amazing that we get a food truck. Um, the YMCA is hosting it. They're providing free child care and there's going to be yoga and um, a raffle and it's just it's a really nice event and a way to bring people together it sounds so it does sound inspiring and fun and and, and I think it it builds community among you know people have had this collective experience and it builds community and support networks um, yeah. if people can't actually attend the event on the 13th how can they donate or get involved um, sure if you visit the website the mathpbdfund.org website there is um, a place to donate it is a it is a nonprofit and um, they rely on <laughs> funding and, and um, donations that way so that would be wonderful if folks want to do that what Ashley is your biggest piece of advice to new parents that are listening right now that maybe you're feeling like they need some help maybe they're afraid to come forward maybe they're afraid to speak up what would be your biggest um, piece of advice for them I think that it's just really important for people to talk about their experiences and I, I alluded to this earlier but I think it's really important to understand that you don't need a diagnosis right to know that you're having a hard time and, and maybe you just need a little extra help maybe you really just need you know a few extra hours of sleep mm-hmm. and, and can you find a way to do that and I think people shouldn't be afraid to reach out to their to their doctors but also there's postpartum and perinatal um, organizations that can offer advice as well. And you don't necessarily need to be in a crisis, right, to, to reach out to them. Um, postpartum Support International is a great example. They have a helpline that you can text and, um, I mean, call, but those of us that have had newborns know it's a lot easier to text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can text them and, and there are volunteers that staff those 24-7 and someone can get back to you and you can just say, hey, like, I don't know what to do. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so tired, you know, it's, and they might even be able to say to you, hey, there's a, you know, postpartum doula in your area that you can call or just give you ideas you might not have even thought of, um, especially when you're sleep deprived, <laughs> you yeah. don't know where to look. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I think just being willing to reach out whether or not you're, you know, I think some people are like, oh, I'm not, I'm not struggling that badly. You know, it's not that bad. And then they think they don't deserve to get help, but they. But my my position is that they do. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to give those numbers out really quick, so you can text yeah. help to eight hundred nine four 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 seven seven three, or you can also call the National Maternal Mental Health Hotline. It's one eight three three nine help the number four moms, and we'll link that all over on our site as well. Yeah, yeah, and those are all great resources, and we're doing more and more, and it's really exciting to see that. This is getting more attention um, nationally and within our state. I know, too, Ashley, that you work in the legislative office here in Massachusetts. What are some of the current bills or actions that are being worked on when it comes to postpartum health care? Yeah, so I currently work um, as I work in the office of Rep. Brandy Fluker-Oakley. She's a state rep out of um, the 12th Suffolk District, which is in Boston. And the PPD Commission right now, um, we have a number of bills we're working on, and those are actually on our website. People can check it out anytime. It's ppdcommission.com. And then there's a tab that says advocacy, so you can see all of them. But the ones I'd love to highlight, I think, would be um, 
we have a bill um, that's called an act to expand equitable perinatal mental health services. Mm-hmm. Um, my boss, Brett Fluker Oakley, actually filed the bill, and the Mass PDD Fund and the Alice Door Commission have been working together in a coalition to get this bill passed. It would establish grant programs to expand the prenatal behavioral health workforce, which is what I was saying earlier. It's like we need more people that yeah. can do this work. Um, we need more people who can provide culturally competent care in those communities. So these grant programs would allow that to happen. So that's like a, for me, that's a huge one. Um, you know, we have uh, legislation related to postpartum depression screenings, extending the time period for that, um, because right now it only goes up to six months, trying to get that to go out to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's legislation um, trying to get more access to midwifery and out-of-hospital birth options um, to give people more choice. You know, people with low-risk pregnancies um, might want to have, like, a different kind of a setting for their birth. And um, Massachusetts actually doesn't have a lot of options. We only have one freestanding birth center right now. Um, and the, yeah. the commission knows that birth experience is very intimately connected with mental health outcomes. So if people want that kind of birth experience, um, you know, it, and they get that in that peaceful setting, that bodes better for their postpartum yeah. mental health. Um, yeah. So we're, we're advocating for that as well. Just before we wrap up, Ashley, let's mention again that the event is Saturday, May 13th at the Parkway Community YMCA in West Roxbury. And we'll also have links on the MAGIC website to all of the helplines if people are maybe feeling like they're experiencing uh, postpartum depression or anxiety. There are numbers. There are, you know, you can text. There are hotlines. There's lots of ways you can get help. Um, we urge people to do that. But the conversations and the awareness that you're bringing to this is is wonderful because it's making people feel like they can and should be talking about this. Yes, and we so appreciate um, you all being willing to have this discussion. I think, like I said, it's, it's coming more into the public eye now. It's, it's more of a, a topic of conversation, and I just really want people to reach out anytime if they need it. Thank you to Ashley Healy, legislative aide and the coordinator of the Ellen Story Commission on Postpartum Depression, for sharing your journey with us. We appreciate your willingness to help others, and we wish you so much continued success in your mission. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It is our honor and privilege to shine a light on the change makers and to provide a platform for people who are out doing meaningful work in our communities. Thank you for paying attention and for helping us create engaging programming. We'd love to hear from you if you know someone who's making a difference. Just email us or send us a message on our Magic Facebook page. You can also follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. And then join us every Sunday morning at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day. Great day.